The following podcast contains some mild language and references to fisting throughout. It should not be taken seriously by anybody. Oh yeah, I'm Barry Moran and you're listening to Mayo Are Back. Howie lads, Con Mort here. Mayo Are Back. Look at guys, you're listening to one of the best podcasts I've ever heard. It's Mayo Are Back. Angelina Nugent speaking, just wanted to say Mayo Are Back. Hello, this is Kim Jong-un and welcome to the Mayo Are Back podcast. How do? Pope Francis here. Mayo Are Back. Mayo are fucking bad. Let them say what they like about Mayo people, but Mayo supporters are the best supporters in the world. They're back. Mayo are back. Hello there, folks. How do to one and all, and in fact, how do do do. You're very welcome to season four, episode six of Mayo are back. It's time to spill the tea. I'm sitting beside my comrade, Fat Larry. Fat Larry, how do? Yeah, I, I'd say I was doing quite well, but as we all know at this stage, I'm not one bit well. But I'm here, looking forward to a jam-packed episode. Of course, we know we're back swinging. We're back in the... The good times are back. We're back with the club championship at junior, senior, intermediate, junior B, junior C... Junior CB, it's all Junior there. Junior exclusive. And it's all there and it's all going to be discussed over the next while. Can't wait. Of course, listeners to this podcast will know that it's not the type of podcast that's going to tell you about all the games that are coming up or our predictions or any of the results or reviews or previews or any of that sort of carry on whatsoever. We'll be more loosely talking shit about some of the facts that appear to us and, you know, opening the eyes. It's the county board, is it? That's the county board telling us to shut up. We have them silenced. The county board will never silence us. Did you get your 40 euro back for the season ticket? I did. I got a 40 euro refund. And I thought that was interesting, Fat Larry. Do you know, I did, in January, being the Mayo inbred I am, I put 200 euros on the line. I bought one for myself. I bought one for my whole extended family. It set me back the guts of two or three grand at the time. Big family. But, you know, I'm getting all the 40 euros back now, so I'm absolutely chuffed. And, you know, it really came in handy for the, what was it, one or two league games and the maybe one or two club championship games, if I'm lucky. The smart investment would be with the 40 euro you get back. My maths wouldn't be great, but as far as I can tell, that's going to buy you approximately nine mayor back cards. You're going to get so much more length out of a mayor back, cordial mayor back card than the... Like, just to think, the 40 euro, that shitty little bit back you got will get you that many cards. And you're going to knock so much fun out of it. It's a serious investment to make. I don't know how Fat Larry could be listening to this podcast at this stage and not be a Cordia Mayor back member. I mean, the inbreds are out there. They're walking amongst you. They're getting access to extremely premium, high-level content that you're not getting to hear unless you are a Cordia Mayor back. So if you do want to become one of those and you want to separate yourself from the commoner gardener inbred, as it were, all you have to do is send us a DM with your email address and we will get one out to you. Isn't that right, Fat Larry? That's right. And isn't it funny that in all the years we've been doing free podcasts, we never got one ounce of hate off anyone. But the second we asked for a fiver, there was people telling us that we were off the boil and we weren't as good and that maybe our best days are behind us. But as we know in Mayo, and we've said it here before, you keep going even if you're done. That's the main thing. And especially this year of all years, you know, when there's going to be absolutely no intercounty football for us to get our teeth around over the next of course of the next few months. I mean, at this stage, it's literally impossible that there will be a championship. But, you know, 
we're still going to be here. We're still going to be supporting you through that time because as well as all the emotional trauma we have from losing finals, we're going to go through a lot more trauma from not having any matches to watch and not having anyone to give out to. I'm happy in the sense that it's more important that we have the young up-and-coming kids, they're getting their cool camps, they're getting to go back to training and most importantly they're going to get back to school. Frankly, I think it's far more important that we put the people first rather than getting our hopes up only to inevitably lose anyways. So if there's no inter-county championship, I think it's going to work out better for all of us. Now, Fat Larry, it's not often that we would disagree on a topic like this, but I have to say, listening to you there, I think you couldn't be wronger if you tried. Because opening the schools at this stage would be an absolute farce of a discarce, in my humble opinion. Like, why can't we open the pubs? The pubs should be open long before the schools. If the pubs can go back to normal, that would prove the point that kids can be able to go back. And I will develop this point. I know from being in school, I was in school myself when I was a young lad for two or three years. I know that in those days, we used to go around slabbering, sneezing on door handles, coughing on top of people, you know, as a joke, kind of for a prank. But if you look at me in a pub now, Fat Larry, I don't speak to anyone. I sit there with my pint. If anyone comes in that I don't know, I shoot them a dirty, dirty look. I never come within two metres of anyone. And I hate anyone else that comes in while I'm there. So I just think, open the pubs, fuck the schools, that's all I have to say on the matter. From sitting across the table looking at you here, uh, TJ, you would do an unbelievable job commentating on Mayo GA TV. And I'll tell you why. Last week, I was listening to here we go. the match between Charlestown and the Cassenbaron Mitchells. Racist scumbag Mitchells, as we're calling them from now on. And prior to the game, I think it was Mike Finnerty was commentating on the game made reference to the poor quality of the pitch. Now, despite the fact that there was a a deluge of rain falling from the sky, Mike, in all his glory, they must have taught him this above at Sky Sports, said that it was the cool camp that had taken place on the field the week before the game that was the result of the poor surface. Like, have Sky Sports messed up his head that badly that he'd actually suggest that a load of four and five-year-olds in their little Wellingtons would actually do that much damage to a pitch. That's the kind of propaganda Sky Sports are are kind of infiltrating into the game nowadays. I mean, look, we could argue all day, but as far as I'm concerned, fuck Sky Sports, fuck the Intercounty Championship, John Horgan and all the blue dicks as well, and they're 16 million. Let the kids back to school and let's get on with it. I get what you're saying, Fat Larry, 100%. I find it hard to disagree with that point. But, you know, you're suggesting that it's coming from the Sky Sports perspective. Hang on. You have a drop of Bulmers. I will. Pint bottle. A cool, a cool can of Bulmers. No ice. Class. At least they haven't taken that away from us. Now, we'll go back to this point again because I think it's worth discussing and divulging a bit further. You reckon that Mike Finnerty hates kids because he works with Sky TV. I will tell you for a fact that that's got nothing to do with Sky. That's coming from the powers that be in our own country broad. We've been in McHale Park, Fat Larry. We've been sitting there in the back of the stand and we've seen with our own two eyes stewards striking children off the pitch. If you go to Parnell Park above in, above in Dublin, you know the young lads are out there at half time and they're pucking the hurlies and schlithers. Great and to see. Oh, it's, it's a beautiful sight. And you get it a lot down in counties like Tipperary, Kerry, 
just it seems to be counties that actually seem to win things counties that they that allow have their skill. kids on the field. Yeah. The only pucking that goes on in McHale Park is when the Goose Garrity runs after four and five year olds because he reckons they're the ones that are problem with the pitch. It's not four and five year old kids that are the problem with this Mayo County board at the moment. It's the older lads. They should have a bit more sense than the young kiddings. For once, we're talking about Mayo GA. We better talk about what? Mayo GA TV. And what sort of a holy show of a farce was that last weekend? I spent most of the week kind of thinking of the analogy that I would use to describe the quality of the service that we got last weekend on Mayo GA TV. And I'd fashion it like this. Three years ago, I was down in uh, Balmart, met an inbred, was buying a bull. I says to your man, does this bull work? He says... I think so. I hope it does. But he made sure he got the money first before I found out that the bull worked. Turned out I paid the money and the bull worked. So I was happy enough. I got what my money paid for. Mayo GATV on the other hand, you pay your five euro and let's just hope and pray that God moves the clouds from over the pitch so that the 5G can get through. I think it's an absolute shambles that they charge for that. I sat there on Saturday like the inbred I am. Now, when I say sat, I was up and down out of my seat every two minutes trying to refresh the stream until it went. It was the most steps you got in months, I'd say. Oh, fact. And it was an absolute sickener to my core every single time that I did it. But you know what? I'm a male man carrying a lot of emotional baggage and a lot of trauma from all the last few years. So much so that I'm such a glutton for punishment that I actually went and paid for it again on the Sunday. No refund, no sorry, just the handout again looking for more money. That's Mayo GEA for you. But we must get off the topic of those crooks and move on to, you know, the lifeblood of our games. And that's the club members. And there were some fine and fabulous and wonderful clubs putting out wonderful streams last weekend and for free. And some of them actually worked. I mean, like, how can you go forward charging for a stream that doesn't work you know you have clubs there the Ballandine Moy Davids played the Bohola Davids in a hotly contested draw which we think now they're just going to amalgamate the two clubs for the last round against Ballantubber they had a great stream of their game free of charge you had the Neil there great game you know more power to the clubs who are doing it for free and what about this weekend? Will there be a live stream of? Because I know there's a game that you want to talk about, Fat Larry. The game that's going on this weekend that, in some senses, could be described as the game of the century. It's the game of the weekend. Or the century. It's not Brafie Mitchells. Of course not. Far fucking from Brafie and Mitchells it is. Boring. The game of the weekend, lads, is taking place out in the pits of North Mayo. Oof. And it is going to be an absolute humdinger. On one side, you've got Fat Larry Finnerty and Pat Holmes as my gauna taking on James Carr's Arda. That's not your gauna, Fat Larry. That's my gauna. That's my gauna. And they are going to be playing, for me, the game of the weekend. It's an all-ticket affair in my gauna. And you know what? It's going to be a clash of the titans. You've got two of North Mayo's finest going toe-to-toe for a place in the quarter-final of the Junior Championship. I can't call this one. I can't call it. Like on one side you've got Arda who are probably competing divisions ahead of Moigauna. Obviously James Carr is a fabulous footballer. Some engine. And, and in fairness, not the only man in that Arda team. Some great footballers. Obviously my knowledge of football isn't great, but I know from coming across them a few times, a big hardy bunch of men. Moigauna on, t- on the other hand, like 
wouldn't be as strong, I would say, as Arda, but something happens down on that magical pitch in Moigauna. Once an away team goes through the gates and onto the field, something happens to you. you. You go weak at the knees, you kind of, you're overawed by the history and the kind of the passion. You know, while he's not on the field, the ghost of, you know, Fat Larry Finnerty is roaming round and he's threatened to score goals, he's catching kickouts, he's dispossessing cornerbacks, he's just putting the pressure on. And when that gets inside the away team's head, it's very hard to shake off. Now, it's many a team that has gone down there with the, the highest hopes and the best intentions of winning, but they've creamed themselves before the ball has even been thrown in. They have, absolutely. And as I said, there's no rhyme nor reason to it. You know, just something happens. It's Moigauna, it's home turf, it's North Mayo at its finest. And this one is going to be, it's for me, the game we should be all looking out for. It's the game that should be on the GEA go-go it's the one that should be on TG Cahar. Fuck it, it's the game that should be on Sky Sports as well if they were bothered to show club games, but they don't. For me, the head says Arda, the heart says Moigauna. So I can't wait. Get on it, lads. I'm sure they'll be doing a free stream that even though there's no Wi-Fi in North Mayo, no 4G, 5G, 3G, whatever the hell you want to call it, they'll find a working stream and it's going to be a sight to behold. It's a game that I couldn't call in any way, shape or form. I think it's going to be a feisty affair. I think it's going to be a fisty affair. But one thing I do think that all listeners should look out for at this stage is, you know, after the game is over, are they going to do something similar to the Ballandola Moy Navits, who have amalgamated together for the last two rounds? Ard Moy, Gauna, Ard Moy, something like that maybe? I don't know. I'm just coming up with ideas here. They could unite their North Mayo inbred forces together and become a team that would even... A team to be reckoned with at senior level. Now this might be a bit of a conspiracy theory, but they're not the only two clubs that are conspiring to stop the Ballantubber, would you call it a juggernaut, the way they're absolutely destroying Mayo football with terrible negative 15-man behind-the-ball tactics. Like, they're not even willing to take a risk playing a Hamor. Like, do you know what I mean? So you have the Ballandine Moidavits, the Bohola Davits are amalgamating together to play them in the final round. Hopefully they'll knock them out. Hopefully they'll do a job on them. Mm-hmm. As well as that, Hollymount Caramore, who are obviously not playing senior championship this year, they're also getting on the act. And obviously Kennelly had his say in the match out in Clogher the last day, giving a straight red to Killian. So he's out for this weekend's game. Possibly next weekend as well, not too sure. Straight red for Killian. We didn't see it, but we can only assume it was very bad. Well, I'll have you know, Fatnari, this is just filtered through. This is breaking news coming in at the moment. Both Killian O'Connor and the other lad from Ahamore, whose name escapes me at the moment. Um, David Kenny. The, both of those two lads have had their red cards rescinded. And the reasoning was they've both played for Mayo at some level. So we know the way it goes at the Mayo County Board meetings. They run their names down through the list of fellas who have gotten reds. If the fellas have never played for Mayo, they will serve their time. If they are Mayo players, or if they're good Mayo players, they will get away scot-free. And we are, we are, think this is a very good development, as always. This is only for the good of the sport, in our opinion. TJ, I know you for years, but can I ask you all seriousness, are you taking the piss there, or did they really get them rescinded? Very much so rescinded. I should be shocked... I am shocked, but at the same time, I'm not shocked because that's just kind of indicative of, you know, Mayo GA. How are you going to sell the streams on Mayo GA TV if Killian's not playing? 
you know, it's corrupt. It's corrupt, lads. Tell you it wasn't the worst performance by a Ballantubber man at the weekend, though. Alan Dillon speaking above in uh, the doll there. Not great either, mind, but we'll move on from that in case we get ourselves excommunicado. Not the only big game taking place this weekend as well. There's oh. A, there's another big clash in North Mayo. This is an all-ticket affair. The all-ticket affair of Kalala versus Ballycroy. Now, there is still steam rising from the pitch in Ballycroy after what happened last weekend. It was like a hell in a cell down there. I think it was Ballycroy lacking. Would I be right in saying? Yes, you would be right. And it was a game that was not lacking excitement in any way, shape or form. There was, in this one, you had 14 red cards... 28 yellow cards you had three broken limbs and you had four players who were airlifted to Mayo General Hospital and you had one heart attack in the stand where it it just we weren't there we didn't see it but it it just seemed to get too much whatever it is about it low enough numbers for a North Mayo derby really but you know the the unfortunate thing about that is all of those players all of those aforementioned players are going to serve their bands and serve their time of course they will like when you think about it think of the entertainment value that that game afforded the people who were there the people who were following on twitter it was like it was a literal bloodbath and yet we were put through 60 minutes of ball numbing football from clogger what was it one four to seven that's 12 scores in 60 minutes of football well i only saw four of them because my stream kept going yeah so the four scores we actually did get to see it was pure shad absolute shad now, this is normally the point of the podcast where we take a little break and take a little breather to just reassess everything that has been said so far in the first half. But we're not going to do that today. We're going to go straight for the jugular, guys. We're going to keep going now for another few minutes. While we're in this kind of form, we're going to keep ripping people as much as we can. And at the very end, we will be telling you all about our very special opportunity of sending your little half-bakes away to a Mayo summer camp. So you're going to want to hear that. I will, however, take one second to just say... A big shout out and a big thank you to the only company who have ever come on board and ever shown us any sort of due respect whatsoever in any way, shape or form. And they are ADC Cards. If you need a membership or loyalty card or plastic cards or any sort of cards for that matter, you can get them at ADC.ie. What's that website, Fat Larry? That is ADC.ie. Head on for your free quote and they're fierce sound and they're from Mayo as well. So that's why we're uh, we're giving them a big, two big inbred thumbs up from me. And it's a thumbs up from me as well. And why not support them? You're getting a card that works. You're paying money for something that works. And they're from Mayo and they're sound. Come on. It's a no-brainer. You know, for the price of one of those cards from Mayo or back... You could, in fact, you know, you could have got yourself four hours of watching a stream of two football matches back to back that neither of them that you were able to complete or enjoy. But sure, at least, you know, on Sunday they did recover a small bit. The only complaint we have on Sunday is about the loudness of the commentary team who were very much, very much shouting down the microphone altogether throughout the game. So that's maybe something that, you know, the Mayo GATV might listen to this podcast. They might take it constructively, like the Mayo Senior Team used to do circa 2016-17. They used to hear what we had to say. They used to apply it in game tactics. Doesn't seem to be the case anymore. Doesn't seem to be the case, but so be it. And it's any wonder we're at the lowest ebb we've been at in years and years. Just when our public rep has never been any lower. 
But listen, I'm wound up. Usually at this stage of the podcast, I'd be put into my sensory tent and I'd be given a steady neddy to slow down. But not today. I'm, I'm too wound up now. Now, sensory tents, that brings us on very nicely to the next talking point that we want to discuss. And that is Prenti's sensory tenty in Beacon. In, I suppose, what some people would describe as the arsehole of nowhere, halfway between Ballyhonas and Clare Morris. It's a real sweet spot. But this is, of course, the zero gravity dome we're talking about. It's been put up recently. And can I just say, wow, what a fine, wonderful, fabulous facility we have. You've got the potential in this tent. Like, you're going to get matches. You're going to play your bit of football in this thing during the winter, which is great. And it's going to probably allow games to take place that might have been able to take place otherwise because of the bad weather in the west of Ireland but more importantly it's the little kind of things around football that are going to take place here that are going to be really great for the west you're going to be able to oust a manager while keeping your social distance great so Ballyhane I don't know what they're going to use Hain for but you'll be able to space yourself out nicely inside in the tent the tent is inflated approximately 50% of what the Mayo footballer's ego is inflated by, which is hard to believe given the size of it. I think the big thing that's going to come for it, though, is the new casino resort that Prenti is going to build alongside. He's going to build an MGM Grand-style facility next door to host all of the teams that are going to be staying there over the next couple of years. Where are they going to get the money for that facility, you may ask? Well, we know that the Mayo GA coffers are empty, but we have heard about a very novel and very interesting fundraising scheme that they've come up with. They're going to try and monetize Aidan O'Shea's wonderful TikToks. And the money that that's going to bring in, millions I'm sure, will build the dome, will build the casino, maybe even will build a facility somewhere closer to the county town. Who knows, Fat Larry? after watching the Bravey Westport game last week we're talking about full forwards we're talking big men who are you know getting paid well for whatever it is that they do but you'd have to say and he didn't last long was he the best foot full forward on the pitch in Bravey last weekend after what we saw from the wrecking ball Kevin Kane what did you think of his performance I thought it was fabulous I thought it was wonderful so wonderful in fact that he was very purposefully taken out in the air after about 15 minutes. He had already bagged about 2-2 at that stage. And if he does make it back, whether he plays at the weekend with that boot he had on in the second half, now it was one of those large oxygen recovery boots. You know, those boots are made for walking. They could do serious damage when they come up against the Castlebar Minstrels or the Castlebar Racists or whatever we should call them these days. And you'd feel sorry for Kevin Kane. And, you know, he was going so well. Very unfortunate injury picked up at the time, but... You'd have to say he wasn't the first man that would have been shot down in his prime out in Brafey. Could you suggest, you know? But anyways, that's neither here nor there. We're only speculating. A question that I have after watching last week's games, great performance from Balana. But at what stage do you think the Stephen Scheitz are going to shit the load this year? You really like this team, Fat Larry. I do. Yeah, I really do. But I it think... could go whatever which way for them. You know, any given day they could play very, very, very good. Or they could play very shad. They could. It's in the name, the Stephen Shites. Absolutely. They they have huge potential. So many good players. But it's just a question of whether they're able to hold it all together. And that'll remain to be seen. Really good performance from them, though. You know, Balahadreen. What are you thinking of Balahadreen's prospects this year? I think the Roscommon men who are being led on the pitch and off the pitch by Andy Moran 
I think they could be there thereabouts in the shake-up this year. You know, they got all the way to the filing last year and I think their tails will be up and their appetites will be wet to go one step further this year. I thought the, the Balahadrine programme from the match last week was one of the most fascinating reads I ever had. It took me six hours to read through the Balahadrine team sheet. All 46 players, nine injured players and as well as their forward come manger Andy Morn, who was also selecting the team I think they they didn't even need to label him as a selector but they did all the same and um, he's been doing that for years I think it would be handy for the next Mayo game obviously there'll be no Mayo games this year but next year going forward I think it would be handy if they listed in the programme what players were picking the team because as we've known over the last few years there's always been a fine band of them that have been you know totally in control of team selection or whatever which way so I think it would be nice for that to be listed in the programme and if they showed some of the same courage that Bella Hadrine did yeah it kind of makes it nicer for the supporters as they they're not held in the dark about these things and they're not lied to anymore so put it in the programme and just put it out there because that's the way it's going so I suppose the inevitable question is and I, I do love I think you know Mayo Club football is great you know you have this week 29 pages in the Western People Reviewing games, previewing games, predicting games, talking about games, analysing games, whatever which way you like. But usually it boils down to the same thing and the same question year in, year out. Yeah. Who is going to win this year? Who is going to decide? Are Mitchells going to win it again? Or are they going to let Ballantubber win their three in a row to follow up Mitchell's three in a row? Or any, or any, do you know, are any of these gutless teams from around the county going to decide at some stage do you know what let's win one like we've been hearing lads they've been training like fuck for the last 10 years you know committing to club football they've been travelling up and down from Dublin they've been travelling home from Dubai or wherever the hell they come from to play for their clubs are they ever going to win one or is it just going to be Castlebar Ballantubber forever what do you think I think maybe it'll be worth them sorting out amongst themselves now you know, they'd want Castlebar and Ballantubber when their committee sit down at the start of the year and they decide who wins the county championship. Oh, fuck. Sorry. Mind your pint, Fat Larry. When they sit down at the start of the year and they decide who wins the county championship, you know, every other team is left out of the lurch no matter how much training they do. And, you know, maybe that has fellas transferring out of the county and in some even leaving the country. And two people we want to mention, we always said, Pat Larry, on this podcast, we are adamant that... Anyone who leaves their club in Mayo to join a club in Dublin is really the lowest of the low. It's deplorable and despicable in my opinion. And on a totally unrelated note to that, we would like to wish Chris Barrett all the best in his move to Clontarf. And indeed, not a Mayo man, but very much a friend of the podcast, as it were, Senan Kilbride, who has gone to further fields. He's going to Dubai this year. Sinan Kilbride is one of the best full forwards in the whole of Ireland. No doubt about it. And if he was from Mayo, we might have won in All-Ireland. You never know. As for Chris Barrett, we can we do give out yards about lads who play club football in Dublin. But my God, that man has driven from Dublin to Belmullet for about 10 years playing club football. The man should be beatified. And he should be... There should be a statue of him made above in Belmullet. And interestingly enough... No one has anything bad to say about him, and rightly so, because for the service he's put in, that man deserves to be able to walk to a game of football from his house for a change. I don't know how his wife put up with him for so long. I'm not often shocked, Fat Larry, but I have to say I'm absolutely speechless now to hear you not giving out about him and actually praising somebody. It's rare, but what's rare is wonderful, as they say. 
TJ, you're right, but I suppose my therapists have told me that I need to just calm down. I'm they they've been giving out to me so much lately because I've been just doing so much giving out. So I'm trying to be a bit more positive about things and you know what? I think it's having a good effect, you know. I'm I'm doing what's good for me, you know, I'm watching more North Mayo football, not worrying as much about the same clubs that will inevitably win senior football. You know, I just find watching North Mayo football far more wholesome. It's just, you know, it it's more it, it tuned to my body clock and, you know, all that sort of stuff. So I'm, I'm being good to myself over the well, last while. listener, if you find yourself affected by any of these issues or you find yourself like Fat Larry struggling with your Mayo GA calendar, you know, this time of year we should be getting our arses handed to us in Crow Park in a semi-final stage. You know, it's... It's good to take this time that, you know, the Lord has given us to reflect on some of the more simple things in life and some of the more simple people in our lives. So, you know, listen to Fat Larry, take that advice on board and use it wisely. I couldn't highly recommend more. You go to a game between Kilala and Lacken at two o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. You watch that game. You then make a nine hour drive to Ballycroy mm. for Ballycroy versus Moigauna. Like... It's so it's so good for the soul. It's a full day spent on the road watching football. You're driving through the nice nicest part of the world. Couldn't speak highly enough of it. You know, like if you're only going watching, you know, Castlebar play Ball and Tubber in Ballyhane or Brafy and Ball or some teams around that area. Sure, it's you know it's it they're all the same really. You know, it's all Castlebar at the end of the day. So what you're saying, Fat Larry, is that North Mayo Club Championship matches good for the soul, good for the whole. Unbelievable. Couldn't speak highly enough of it. Now, we're at the stage in this podcast in particular, more so than other podcasts, where I feel like we have called it as we've seen it an awful lot. And, you know, to continue in that vein of form, we might as well just briefly mention the county board committees that have been lined up this week. And, you know, the appointment of... I suppose we're going to carefully describe these appointments based on some of our meetings with our legal team we've been advised to carefully tiptoe around this issue but we would just like to highlight the appointment of a man who's on the board of the Galway Supporters Trust and a man who has been in jail for laundering oil money so Fat Larry where are we fixed in terms of Mayo GEA you know getting its reputation back and picking the right men for the right positions where 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 do we stand with that now? Yeah, well, it's an interesting kind of. Has that gone out the fucking window? Uh, like, there's there's so many contradictions here. Like, back in January, we got rid of one of Mayo GA's biggest fans, ousted the bold Mayo supporter Tim O'Leary. So Mayo GA's idea of sorting themselves out was by cutting ties with one of their own, a Mayo supporter, a man who is clearly out for the betterment of Mayo football, they decided to get rid of him and hire Galway's biggest supporter. The the head of Galway, the biggest Galway supporter, he, he loves Galway so much he set up a supporters group. Now he's the man who's in charge of running Mayo football. Like, I don't have the IQ to even get into that. I, I, I think my IQ is, isn't low enough to actually comprehend that well now the man you're comparing him to him it's not a tough act to follow because considering how that all ended up in the air if this unnamed Galway man who's currently taking control of our finances one thing that this unnamed Galway man could do if he wants to have a better reputation than our last super fan is you know just delete his twitter just don't go on it if you've had a few pints just leave the phone well alone 
don't you be calling for the manager to be sacked in February. That is our job. And we're in a position where, you know, even if they cut ties with us, we haven't given them a hundred grand of our own cash. So what's the worst that can happen, guys? Well, I suppose that's all you can do nowadays, really. If, if you don't agree with someone, just block them. Just unfollow them, block them, shut them up. And we would again remind all of our listeners that if this podcast is not for you, just feel free to block us or happily don't listen to us anymore. We've been getting into a bit of a Twitter spat with some of the dubs recently and I think this is something that we could continue with in the future because it's very fun to do to rise these ignorant, horrible, disgusting fans. Spoiled. Spoiled. Miserable. Rich, rich boys. Bad winners, sour grape losers from Dublin. And this was highlighted when we were watching the Sean Boylan documentary on the telly there the other evening. Did you catch the Sean Boylan documentary? I, I I watched a bit of it and I turned it off. I was sick because I told myself after 96 when I went up for the, the replay against me, I, I swore when I was leaving Dublin that day that... I'd never ever return to Dublin as long as I lived. Mm. Um, and in fairness, I made a pretty good go at it. I didn't end up going to Dublin between the years of 1996 and 2012. So that was, uh, I don't know how many years, I can't count. A few. But, you know, Sean Boylan, sure, look at me, they're only Dublin anyways. Just like Kildare. They're all the same. They're all cut from the one cloth. You know, they're all above there in the pale. Like, TJ... If you gave me 16 million euro to become a good footballer, I'd have five All-Irelands as well. And I'm stonewall useless. You know, so there's no achievement in it. So that's the hot take, Fat Larry. It's the fact that Sean Boylan, being a very good manger, he is the reason why we now play in a totally unfair, despicably ran county championship where, you know, he had a seat, he had... 23 years at the helm there and we've got a little bit of a stat attack for our long-time listeners who will love this part of the programme. Stat attack. During Sean Boylan's 23 years, Dublin won a meagre nine Leinster titles. Now, if you were able to do maths, a good friend of mine did a bit of maths on this one. Of course, not me. I'm not able to do them. But he worked it out as a 39% win rate, which is, of course, below 40. One could suggest that Dublin GEA were failing. So, we had the famous night where Bertie Ahern met up with Kieran Whelan, Jim Flavin, Desi Farrell, and they handed over the 1.6 billion. And since that happened in the early noughties, since Sean Boylan left, Dublin have won 14 out of 15 Leinsters, a 93% success rate, which is an astounding victory for financial doping. And even more so in the last nine years, they've won seven of the All-Irelands, making the competition virtually inaccessible for everyone else and it's only through good fortune and hard work and Mayo pride that our teams could compete with that and would lose by one or two points if it wasn't for Mayo Dublin would have won those finals by 10 or 15 points yep and we can be thankful over the last couple of years that Mayo have been so good and I know we do give out an awful lot here about Mayo and all that sort of stuff but at the end of the day the Mayo inbreds out there should remember that we're we're still you know no matter how much we give out just like you we love given out and fighting with dubs on Facebook and on Twitter. You know, we're still fighting the good cause. We haven't turned on anyone. Once we're all against the dubs and once we're all on the same page in regards to financial doping and the Blue Dicks and John Horgan and Bertie Ahern, I think we're going to go a long way. But what I will say is, you know, 
we might not have a senior inter-county championship this year but realistically it was only Dublin that were going to win it anyways because it's not fair so you know maybe it's maybe there's a silver lining to it it's a bit of a call to arms as it were no six in a row for Dublin good enough for them and that, you know, we leave it at that, folks. A bit of a call to arms for all of the Mayo inbreds that are out there. Use your force online. Use the power that you have to get under the skin of those dubs and get into their mindset by constantly, constantly bringing up the 16 billion or whatever, whatever which way you see fit. Whatever way it kind of manifests itself in a sense or you whatever, you know. Now, I think we've gotten to the end. We want to have one more cut at the dubs and then we will get to our summer camp advertisement. And that is, of course, going to take the form of having a go at Dean Rock and his free-taking school. What did you make of this, Fat Larry, this announcement that Dean Rock was going charging between 500 to 1,000 euros for every child that wants to learn how to kick a ball over a bar? I think it is a absolute shambles. But yet again, am I surprised? Not a bit. How could you be surprised? You know, they're... They've been doing it for years. They're only in it for the money, all them dubs. Just like Sky Sports, of course, who are sponsoring them as well. They'll, you know, they'll run uh, kids camps and all that sort of stuff. Once the money is there, you know, you see here in Mayo, you've got players across the county and all clubs going down coaching the under 16s and the under 14s and all that. And they're not asking for anything for it. I think he should hang his head in shame. He's not even the best free taker in the country. Look at the stats, lads. Killian is. Killian could be charging for a free taking school. Andy Moran could be charging for a fisting school. You know, there's lots of potential there for Mayo guys to get in on this, but they are not as bad as the bloody dubs. And, you know, the real value summer camp, the real value summer camp is coming from Mayo are back this year. Guys, it's an unbelievable opportunity. I think anyone who has little half-bakes running around the house at home are going to want to offload them for a week or two at the very, very least. So we're going to play that ad to close out today's show. And just before we Any finish, final TJ... words, Fat Larry? Yeah, yeah, well, just I'd say now, while I do completely degree, disagree with Dean Rock, and I, I think he's an absolute scumbag, um, I'd just like to tell the listeners that as a spin-off to the Mayor Back Camp, I will also be running a Fat Larry's Fisting Academy which is not Mayor Back. It's actually a private limited company that I've set up for myself oh. just to avail of the tax rules and all that. I will be running a five-day fisting course um, at a soon-to-be-announced location somewhere around the county. You've got a history of fist passing will take place on the Monday. You've got fist passing theory taking place on the Tuesday. You've got on Wednesday, we're going to be focusing on the open-handed fist pass. Thursday, we're going to be focusing on the closed fist, fist pass. And on the Friday, then, there's going to be a blitz and we're going to be uh, teaching the art of the smashing uh, hammer fist pass on the Friday. So that's your five days lined out. I give it a lot of thought. It's well planned. It's going to cost 50 euro. Corja Mayor back members and their kids, 25 euro. And there'll also be a kind of, as gear, we'll be giving just one glove. I'll be giving one glove. Just whatever hand, which way you have it. If you're left-handed, right-handed, you'll be getting a big, like a big goalie glove like David Clark for fisting the ball. And um, we'll be getting probably Fergal Boland maybe to come as the special guest because he's a good fister. Um, 
So that's all ahead. Now you said this was a solo venture, Fat Larry, am I right? Uh, yes. Just so I won't be getting any slice of the pie on this at well, all. Well, just for tax purposes and just for brand branding and uh, marketing. And you all look that after kind me when stuff. the pub's open. I suppose just the way Dean Rock isn't giving any of his money to Dublin GAA. I'm going to keep this to myself. Well, I'd advise you to keep me on side or I'll ring up the guards and tell them that there's no social distancing going on down there at that camp and you'll be closed down before you can say John Prenty's dome. And sure, but man, all I need to do is buy you a pint of Bulmers and we'll be best friends again anyways, with no ice. Now, time for another one of those pints of Bulmers. We'll leave you with it, folks. Hey, before you go, my parting shot, Mike Finnerty, if you're listening, tell those friends of yours in Sky Sports, get the cameras... Get Kieran Whelan and Darrow O'Shea and the rest of them and get them down to my gauna for my gauna lacking. It's going to be a show not to be missed and I'm going to head off walking to it right now. So that's all from me. You heard it here first, folks. That'll do, do, do. All the best. Good luck. Are you sick and tired of having your irritating little kids around the house since March? Then why not send your budding young half-bake to the Mayo Are Back Summer Camp? The number one GEA summer camp for children that teaches them the real skills of the game. For example, how to attack county players during the upcoming club championship. You're fucking useless, Andy Morning! Miss Killian, miss! Way! Grand Davids! As well as this, we will be equipping your child to support Mayo in big games in Crow Park by teaching them encouraging phrases such as Bend your fuck, Aiden! Cormac Riley, you're a fucking coward! Inspiring guest speakers talk with the group about the inequalities that exist within the current GA Championship, including Dublin GA's financial doping. So, as you can see from this graph, children, Bertie Ahern, Kieran Whelan, Jim Gavin and Desi Farrell were all each given 16 million so they could go and win five All-Irelands in a row in their totally neutral home ground in Dublin. So then, what did they do to cover their tracks? Yes? They made John Horan the president? Exactly, children. They made John Horan the president. Great work, guys. On the final day, each child will be given a certificate of unwellness and be kitted out in the official Mayor Back supporters gear. Do not delay and enrol today. Corja Mayor Back holders and their kids go free. Everyone else can sign up for the low, low price of 19 euro and 51 cent per child per hour. Terms and conditions apply if your child returns from the camp as a Mayo inbred and this harms their chances of progressing and being successful in life then Mayo are back and their legal team accept zero responsibility. For further details just follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Mayo are back.